When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, girls and boys. Welcome back to another episode of Between You and Me. Happy Wednesday. It's not Wednesday when I'm recording this. No, it's not. But... It's Wednesday when you're listening, so that's all that matters. It's a little crispy cold today, and I am shivering in my bed at the moment. Um, But I'm hoping that through the adrenaline of this episode, I will warm myself up. A little forecast for you guys today who might be interested. I know I talk about the weather a lot, probably because it just mentally affects me. It's actually only zero degrees Celsius outside today. Not too bad and partially sunny. So honestly, if you're Canadian um, or you live someplace cold and crisp and dark and gloomy, this is not too bad. So I will not complain for the rest of the day. I'm taking a vow. No more complaining about the weather because I'll take it as it comes. It has been maybe negative 12, negative 10, almost up to negative 18 over the past couple of days, snowing, snowstorm couldn't leave my house type vibes so I I'm just gonna enjoy it enjoy it and hope that I warm up but on the other hand we're going to be talking about a subject that is quite present I feel like in the topic of love and I see a lot of this topic on social media so I thought it would be interesting for me to take a shot at speaking about this based on my own experiences and what I've learned. Um, But what we're going to be talking about is the difference between love and attachment. Now, if you're anything like me, I think this topic sometimes can be a little scary because it is a bit frightening to think about being attached to another person if you've experienced what it's like to have to kill that attachment. So what I'm what I'm getting at here is if you've been in a relationship or you've I guess realistically this could be any type of relationship in your life. It could be with a parental figure, it could be with a friend, it could be a romantic relationship, and in some way, shape, or form that person leaves your life. It could be in more drastic cases through death or the ending of a relationship. And with that comes the death of attachment because you have to without a choice no longer be attached to this person and have to relearn life without a person now this can be a lot more difficult when you have an unhealthy attachment to someone and that's why i think that talking about the difference between love and attachment is relatively important especially in our day and age where I feel like relationships with people are really scarce in a way. I do think that 
in our day and age, if you compare maybe the friendships that you've had throughout your childhood, middle school, high school, and kind of how they slowly but surely dissipate and you have less and less friends and your relationships with people become a little bit like you have a more select few friends and people that you choose to have in your life, right? And I don't know if that has to do with getting older or the day and age that we are with people kind of being so distracted with other areas of life, like the media, social media, yada, yada, yada. So it's like, I don't know. But what I'm getting at here is that relationships are scarce. Not a lot of people have that many people that they can count on in terms of close friendships, relationships, family members, so on and so forth. So when it comes down to romantic relationships, a lot of the times people can develop really unhealthy attachments to these people in their lives because they don't really have other relationships that fulfill them as much as these romantic relationships. It's a really complex thing, which I'm sure I am not the most knowledgeable person on. Taken like I literally read about this, I read up on it, I do my research. You know, sometimes when I just have free time and I'm not like in the mood to do anything like watch a show or whatever it is and I I kind of want to like read up on stuff instead of reading maybe like a fiction novel I'll go and find like a pdf book on love and attachment for real like it's just deeply intriguing to me and I also think that it's something that I have struggled with the idea of attachment and having an unhealthy attachment. So it's not something that you want to carry into future relationships with anybody, right? Friends, family, future relationships. Um, And I think being self-aware is the first step and learning about it is the first step. So that's kind of what we're going to be doing today. I'm going to be talking a little bit about what I think are really obvious differences between love and attachment and my basic thoughts and like grounding points on love is that love is the idea or the the feeling and the actions of having good feelings and doing good things towards another person because you love them. I think that's kind of what love brings out of you. Attachment, on the other hand, I think is driven by how you feel about yourself based on someone else, based on the safety that someone else gives you and based on how permanent their existence is around you, I guess you could say. So they're they're two very different things. And I think in every relationship, there's an element of attachment for sure, because speaking about romantic relationships, moving on for the rest of the episode, I'm going to like make that clear. So I'm not talking about friendships or family relationships. This is strictly about romantic relationships because I feel like this is, in my opinion, where attachment and unhealthy attachment is the most present. But basically, I think every romantic relationship will 
carry some level of attachment. And it's up to you and your partner to figure out what kind of attachment it is, right? And based on your actions, based on how you think, what you believe about yourself and believe about your partner, it's either going to be a healthy attachment or an unhealthy attachment. Now, there's many different types of attachments, some of which I'm not so knowledgeable on, but I do know anxious attachment, avoidant attachment, and secure attachment. There's some other, obviously, because not everybody falls into one of the three categories or someone could be a mix of a couple categories. So what I'm going to be talking about here is the idea of unhealthy attachment because like I said, every relationship has the element of having attachment in some way, shape or form because obviously you're going to feel attached to a human being that is super consistent in your life and that's completely normal. I also want to mention that it can be a scary subject to even hear or talk about as a as a person that has dealt with attachment problems or maybe feels like they could be but they don't know. So listening to all of this might be like holy shit like it's not a good thing. Like maybe maybe I am too attached to my boyfriend or my girlfriend or my husband or my fiance. So what do I do about it? And this isn't me trying to talk and be like, if you resonate with any of the attachment that I talk about, like it's unhealthy and you should exit. You should burn the relationship and never look back. No, because being self-aware is the first step. So this might just be the first step to try and change and try and become a little bit more healthily attached to your partner and develop more boundaries and yada, yada, yada. But Regardless of all of that, don't be scared, don't be frightened, don't feel like, you know, this is the end of the world if you are attached to someone because I'm going to be talking about these and I know I'm guilty of some of them as well. It's about figuring out the best course of action for you that lets you feel the safest in your relationship but also the most balanced. All right, cool. So signs of attachment that I think are pretty evident within people that are unhealthily attached to a partner is first of all the idea of codependency. So this basically means that you're always putting your partner's needs before yours. So you're thinking about what they need before you even think about what you need. You're putting them at a higher pedestal than your own self. Now this is obviously unhealthy because everybody should be looking out for themselves first because I think this is a well, well well-known thing that you cannot give as much without giving to yourself first without feeding yourself, without caring for yourself, without, you know, mentally taking care of yourself. How are you supposed to know the proper way to take care of another person if you haven't done it to yourself first? So the idea of codependency means that you think so little of yourself that you just want to make sure this person has been taken care of in every aspect, not just, oh, let let me make their food first so that I can, you know, eat after them. There's little ways that, you know, caring for someone first shows love, right? But then if all you care about, your your whole entire existence caters to another person rather than you, this is what codependency is. Another sign of attachment is the constant need for power and control. Whenever you feel like you don't have control over a situation that has to do with your partner, you're upset, you're angry, you're not happy with it. And you, in some way, some way, shape, or form, lash out because you're not content with letting go of control 
either letting the other person figure it out or just letting life flow and figuring it out as as the you know as as life goes on also being very easily jealous and distrustful of your partner without good reason can also be a sign of an unhealthy attachment um i kind of mentioned this as well but feeling a lot of anger and frustration in any scenario can be a big sign of attachment because it just shows that there is very little um self-control to a certain extent it's like whatever this person does can really easily affect your mood okay now also feeling like you need to just be around your partner all the time and not feeling a sense of safety when they're not around can be a sign of attachment because you don't trust the idea of them not being around you you don't feel like maybe the relationship's as secure when they're not around okay Now, also, just the idea of assuming that your partner needs to meet all of your emotional needs is definitely a sign of attachment, unhealthy attachment, um, obviously, because in any relationship, one person can never emotionally fulfill all of your needs ever. Some of your needs will be fulfilled by yourself. Some of your needs will be fulfilled by friends. Some of your needs will be fulfilled by parental figures or sisters, brothers, cousins, things like that, right? Like one person should never be completely responsible for the way you feel because that is way too much responsibility um, for another person to have over you, right? Lastly, but not leastly, in my little ideas of what are signs of attachment, the concept of finding no balance within your relationship is also a really evident sign of an unhealthy attachment It just shows that there's no ability to maybe split up time properly or split up, you know, how much attention is given to a relationship versus yourself. Things like this are really important to have a healthy relationship and healthy attachment. So, yeah, these are signs of attachment in my book. I'm gonna take a sip of water. And now I'm gonna get a little bit more in depth on examples of what can be seen as love and what can be seen as attachment, okay? So think about this in a perspective of a relationship and how you act, okay? It can be really challenging sometimes to even notice the way that you act in a relationship, thinking that it's very valid or thinking that there's other reasons to why you act this way or it's just who you are type of thing, right? Sometimes it's worth taking a step back and being like, huh, okay, maybe this is not the best course of action. Maybe this shouldn't be my initial reaction in my relationship because it doesn't really portray a very healthy, balanced situation here. So the first one that I'm gonna be talking about is the idea that love is growing and attachment is limiting. Okay, so in love, you will grow together. You will always want to be the best version of yourself for yourself and for your partner. So throughout, you know, time, you are improving. You're not dwelling on the negative aspects of a relationship because every relationship is going to have that. So the idea of working through the negatives, leaving them in the past, but learning from them, and you strive to do better each day. So the idea that love is growing means that your partner is stimulating this growth by wanting the best for you and by working with you 
so that you are the best, they are the best, and you're having constructive arguments, constructive disagreements in order to be better. The goal is always that you want someone in your life to help you grow and to help you be better, okay? You don't want someone that's going to hinder you. You don't want someone that's going to not allow you to achieve the best possible outcomes internally for you. So on the other hand, attachment is seen as limiting because like I mentioned before, there's an urge to control every situation, right? So in this situation, with an unhealthy attachment, you don't really have the ability to solve arguments because you experience a lot of anger and frustration within these arguments and these disagreements. You could even feel a lot of betrayal over smaller issues that might not really be as dramatic as you internalize. So these feelings come from the assumption that your partner is basically obligated to make you happy. And in your eyes, if that's not fulfilled, you're going to react really negatively. Rather than that idea that with love, you improve yourself and you help another person improve, but you are never responsible for that person's improvement. When it comes to attachment, you feel like that person's duty is to help you. And if they're not doing their job correctly, you're going to have a problem with that. Okay. So let that one sizzle. Let that one develop in your brain a little bit to see, you know, if you understood that, if that one caught on, because it can be an interesting one to think about because, you know, the amount of times that maybe you give somebody too high of an expectation that is not valid can be really interesting to think back on because yes, there are certain expectations in a relationship, but one of them shouldn't be that this person is obligated to make you happy at all times, right? Because that's just not life. That's just not how simple it is. Now, this is a big one. Love is selfless. An attachment is selfish. This one, like, gives me the chills when I think about it because it's just so true it's so simple and it's so true because love is where you are focused on making another person feel happy you do what you can to cater to this person right not in the same way that I was saying before in a way where you cater to this person more than you cater to yourself but within healthy love you feel like you are able to spend time to make another person happy and you your effort is shown in that way to make someone feel happy loved to love them the way they want to be loved and that's where your mind is at right now on the other hand in an unhealthy attachment you're focused on the ways that they can make you happy instead of confronting any issues that are within you you use your partner as a way to fill some kind of void or make you feel happy and improve even your self-esteem and you basically use the relationship to its benefit and only the benefits of the relationship. Now, like I said, it is 110% natural and normal to have disagreements, to have downsides. When you're not feeling good, that person's not feeling good. It's never going to be 100% happy. 
I'm going to say it's going to be an even split of 50-50. Now, if this time period you're in the latter 50 where it's a negative experience and you have an unhealthy attachment, you're not able to just note that as, okay, this is just, you know, a bad mood or this is just my partner's going through a rough time. You need at all times for your partner to be fulfilling you. So you're frustrated when your partner's not making you happy at any given moment. That's what makes attachment selfish because you're not thinking about what that other person is going through. You're only thinking about how they're lacking the ability to care for you right now and to make you happy. So that's the big one, okay? Now, love is also very liberating and the opposite. Attachment is very controlling, okay? So love in its healthiest form, will allow you to be your true self. You won't be afraid to show your partner the real you, the weaknesses that every single person has, and you won't be scared to be who you genuinely are because there is a very mutual trust between you guys. And when you show your weaknesses or you talk about things that maybe make you sad or where you're not doing as good in life as you wish you'd be, you don't feel any issues with being vulnerable because of that mutual trust. And because of mutual trust, you're able to work towards mutual growth. Now, when you talk about, let's say, like to your partner, I'm not really happy with the way that I lack motivation in this area of my life. And your partner takes that and instead of maybe bashing you about it or you know, pushing you in the wrong direction, they're able to help you grow. They're able to give you motivation in areas. They're able to give you whatever you need, right? They're able to, let's say you need reassurance, they give you that. So they encourage you to pursue the things that you want to pursue, like your dreams, your goals, your ambitions, and they push you in the right direction. This is what makes love liberating and freeing is because it helps you move in the direction that you already are moving in with or without that person. So if anything, they're an extra push. They're an ex- Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Extra helping hand in the direction that you want to go in. Unhealthy attachment will, like I said before, feel a craving and an urge for control. So rather than your partner pushing you in the right direction, they're stopping you from growing and they're stopping you from feeling free. So this can come in situations where your partner maybe wants to know what you're doing at all times and if they're not agreeing with whatever you're doing, right, they will try to control it. Now, all of these unhealthy attachment examples that I'm giving you don't mean that this person is instinctively manipulative or has a bad bone in their body and they're doing all of this with intention. I kind of forgot to get into 
why people are attached and why people are the way they are when it comes to these things, a lot of the times, nine out of 10 times, it's developed in different areas of their lives, right? It's developed from other unhealthy attachments that they've had, maybe with their parents, maybe with previous relationships, depends on how they grew up. They could have a really anxious attachment to someone where they feel like if they don't know what someone's doing, they will feel this lack of control and feel this instability where they don't feel safe, okay? So that is what will create someone's mind to work in a way where they want to have control all the time. And it is unhealthy. It's not right because at the end of the day, the only people we can control are ourselves. And if you're unhappy with someone else's actions, that's another page of the book that you have to deal with. Not in a way where you try to grasp for more control. It would be a conversation to have with someone. It would be a boundary to be set up. It would be, you know, you deciding if you want to tolerate something like that. You know what I mean? So I have to reiterate, apologies, I didn't say this before, but it is something that I feel there's a fine line between an unhealthy attachment and really toxic behavior. What I'm talking about here is not toxic behavior. A toxic behavior would be the intent of doing all of these things, the intent of controlling, the intent of manipulating, the intent of gaslighting, things like that. What is said in these attachment issues and this unhealthy attachment styles are done without the intent of hurting another person, but inevitably you still are, okay? Because there's a fine line between toxicity and attachment. Right. I probably should have said that before. My bad. Anyways. Okay. So another big and important one here is the idea of love being ego reducing, almost ego killing, and then an unhealthy attachment being ego boosting. So when you love someone, I think that it helps you to go through some kind of ego death. And basically what that means is When your ego is built up and you're acting off of your ego all the time, you're going to take everything very personally and you're going to instantly be negatively affected if your partner were to be like, hey, I don't really like it when you do this, right? You're not going to take it as, okay, let me see their perspective. Let me work together with this person. Let's work as a team to get through this disagreement. No, you're going to look at it in a sense of like, okay, this person's going against me. I'm fighting. I want to win. So... Within healthy love, I think a lot of the times people go through some kind of ego death. And I heard about this in Emma Chamberlain's podcast, actually, I was listening to recently. And I thought it was such an interesting point that she made because it really is true that when you wholeheartedly love someone in a very healthy way, you need to not think with your ego. You can't love somebody properly if you're thinking with your ego because it basically takes away the ability to communicate properly, to understand, and to solve issues because your ego doesn't work in that way. I think slowly but surely you're able to think less with your ego. It doesn't happen immediately because a lot of the times through life, we're obviously built to think with our egos and we learn to feel defensive when we learn to be upset at certain things that if you weren't thinking with your ego, you would be able to be like, okay, this isn't about me. This is about the other person. And I need to, you know, put my ego to the side, like be the bigger person in a way and go within, right? 
losing your ego, ego death, thinking less with your ego basically is equivalent to going within, being able to not take everything so personally. So that's what I think love does to you. A healthy love will help you do that. Now on the opposite end of things, we have an unhealthy attachment where your ego is almost heightened through experiences. So you're basically driven by our ego at all times. You're not really able to communicate properly, to understand, and to look within to solve any issues within your relationship, which is why a lot of the times people have very reoccurrent issues because problems are never actually fully solved. They could be pushed to the side. One person might not be willing to even accept that they were wrong in any scenario because they're thinking, again, with their ego. So this creates dependency in relationships because you are arguing and then you're happy and then you're arguing again and then you're happy. There's a really push and pull aspect of a relationship that happens and you thrive off of the happy moments and you're feeling like shit during the negative moments. The lows are low and the highs are high. And what happens here is it makes you feel super attached to someone because every time it's negative, your brain goes through the whole process of, oh, what if I lose this person? What if I don't have this person around anymore? What if this person doesn't love me the same anymore? And then what that does is it triggers a response inside of you that's like, holy shit, no, I can't let that happen. I have to fix this. I can't let that happen. I can't lose this person. I want this person forever. So rather than thinking, you know, calmly and thinking whatever happens, happens and I'm going to do my best. You are driven by such like high energy and high adrenaline that you have to work a situation out. The negatives are pushed to the side, let's say, or they are solved quickly without actually giving attention to it. And then it also triggers the feeling that you can't actually be happy without your partner because you only feel happy when there's no disagreements and you're only content in life when there's no disagreements and when everything's calm. So you rely on your significant other to solve your problems or you rely on them to help you forget about them. Okay. Now, this is uh, many, many different examples here that I've stated that kind of give you guys a deeper understanding of what is the difference between a healthy love and a unhealthy attachment to someone. Now, just because you're unhealthy attached to someone doesn't mean you don't love them. Okay, there's obviously different scenarios and very complex things that happen within relationships that either lead you into this direction, that leave you with an unhealthy attachment, things that happen that are super unconscious a lot of the times. Like, you know, a lot of people that I know within their first relationships before they even have any experience it can lead them into an unhealthy attachment because they're just not aware of what it takes to have a more healthier attachment, right? So things like what I've talked about here, control, having ego, being, you know, selfish in a way come without you even being conscious of it because you're just acting on the feelings that are happening inside of you rather than being super aware of what's going on. Which is why I said at the beginning... Self-awareness 
is really key at the beginning of these things to even know what's going on, right? To even know what's going on in your relationship, to even be like, okay, maybe I need to change in certain aspects. Maybe I need to fix different things, right? And the only way that this can work, unfortunately, um, is if both of you guys are willing to do it, okay? So, like I said at the beginning, I don't want you guys to take this in a negative way, take it as something scary or really daunting because there are ways to work with an unhealthy relationship and try to do better within your relationship to change it and allow your attachment to be more secure and to be more healthy. Um, it takes two people though. It takes two people to be willing to work and to adjust it, right? If one person is still unable to do that and you now are like, okay, I need to be less controlling. I need to um, be less selfish. And the other person is just like not understanding you, not being able to see your perspective, completely unaware of their actions that's making an unhealthy attachment. In this case scenario, there's only so much you can do, okay? But if it is something that you feel like is more driven by yourself and the other person seems to show a lot more secure attachment and secure love towards you, which could be the case sometimes, you know what I mean? So in this scenario, there are things that you can do to help yourself work towards a more secure attachment, a more healthy attachment. Now, number one thing that I would say is to be actively working on your relationship with yourself. And what that means is, number one, like I said, be self-aware of your actions. Realize when you're doing something that is not a healthy attachment type of thing. It's something like you're being controlling or you're unconsciously kind of manipulating a situation for your ego or you're trying to make things about you. You're only focusing on how your partner's making you happy. Being aware of these things is a first step to actually understand what you have to do, okay? Now, when you're being aware and you take time to reflect on why you feel a certain way, this is what actively working on yourself means. It means Taking time in your day-to-day life, whether it be every single day, whether it be once a week or once every other week, to check in with yourself and to be like, okay, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? And how can I stop doing it? And this is important because a lot of the times when you're just going through your day-to-day life and you're interacting with your partner and you're doing these things that are, you know, depicting an unhealthy attachment to someone... It is so unconscious because it is so like drilled into your brain. Let's say you've been with this person for three years. You've been doing this for three years unknowingly, let's say, unconsciously, not with negative intent, but it's showing because it's creating an unhealthy relationship. You're arguing more. Things are not feeling good anymore. So you want to stop acting in certain ways that have moved your relationship into a negative direction. When you're just living your day-to-day life, you're not going to realize it. Sometimes you do things and you just simply don't realize it. So if you take time to yourself to think back, to reflect, and to slowly but surely adapt the ways that you have been negatively affecting your relationship, this is how you help your relationship with yourself. Because you're giving yourself the opportunity to learn from your mistakes. You're allowing yourself to trust yourself enough to 
learn from your mistakes, and you're overall helping yourself grow in these moments. There are very hidden ways in our day-to-day lives that we can actually help our relationship with ourselves that really, for the most part, come with reflection and deciding to move differently. Now, healing your attachment style also means purging any toxic or counterproductive relationships. Um, This is really difficult because sometimes it can be really tough to see when a relationship has gotten toxic or when somebody is too toxic for you. I think toxicity comes from repetitive negative actions that are done with intent and or sometimes toxic repetitive intentions that are done without intent but with no intent to change, okay? If something is being done to you multiple times and you have been really obviously and clearly telling this person that you're not happy with this and coming to some kind of, you know, agreement and it could even be a, um, oh, I forgot the word, but like where you both have to sacrifice something in order to come to an agreement, right? And if this is not given to you, if you're not given the opportunity to come to some kind of agreement and to work together in any way, shape, or form, and someone keeps, 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 keeps acting in the way that you told them you didn't like, we're going to classify that today as toxic, okay? So these are times where the reflection comes in handy because you need to be able to think clearly, logically, and kind of strip away emotion in this in this way because attachment will heighten so much emotion towards this person and if something is not working no matter how many times you've tried and you don't see a way for it to work this is kind of where you're gonna have to purge any toxic relationships a lot of the times this is like the way to be able to heal an attachment style because it's the only way for you to think clearly is when you're not blurred by the attachment itself now I'm not saying you guys all have to break up (laughs) with like your boyfriends if you're or your boyfriends or your girlfriends if you're feeling any kind of attachment that's unhealthy towards them I'm just saying in super toxic situations sometimes it's the only case scenario healing this unhealthy attachment also comes with building your own self-esteem spending time with yourself spending time with your friends strengthening the other relationships in your life and creating balance between what type of energy you put into your relationship and what type of energy you put into yourself and other relationships and other aspects of your life. Healthily working on your emotions and expressing your emotions to your partner is also very important um, in order to get to that healthy type of love because there should be the ability and you should be given the chance to do that, okay? Leaning on your friends and family for support is obviously very important because it's also can be very beneficial in these situations to speak to people that are not feeling the attachment that are not you know emotionally involved in the relationship and getting their perspectives I'm not saying listen to exactly what another person's telling you and do exactly what they're doing because they are not in the relationship so they can only give you the advice based on what they see and know but perspective is never a bad thing lastly but not leastly Something that I think can be very, very, very extremely beneficial and that I did a lot in my experiences of any type of unhealthy attachment is to go to therapy. And I know it's not really always accessible to everybody, but if you are 
in a position where it's accessible to you and you feel like you would benefit from it, which in my experience, I very much did benefit from it. Any type of mental health professional and therapy with people of this nature can definitely help you to give you even more perspective and to give you constructive, well-rounded, knowledgeable perspective on mental health. Okay, so that is my little spiel on the idea of love versus attachment. Once again, I am not a professional. I don't know everything about this. I just do my own research in my own time like a weirdo and I've learned from my own experiences and I'm not perfect. I definitely do have elements of myself that I have to work on and I still have elements of an unhealthy attachment with probably everybody in my life. (laughs) But it's a long journey. It's a long journey to be able to be self-aware, reflect, learn, and do better, right? So don't be hard on yourselves. Have fun. Enjoy your life. Don't dwell too much and just try and move positively in every aspect of your life, okay? So yeah, this was a big, big talking serious episode. So I hope you guys gained a little from it. I hope you guys you know, learned a little bit. Maybe this helped you feel a little bit more self-aware within your own relationships. Or maybe you are healthily in love and this didn't benefit you at all. No, I'm just kidding. I wish you guys healthy love for everyone, everyone listening. Don't forget to go check out the podcast. I also started a YouTube channel for my podcast strictly right now to post shorts, but who knows what will happen in the future. So it's probably would be a good idea to go subscribe to it for future seasons of the podcast at Between You Me Pod on YouTube as well as TikTok and then at Between You Me Podcast on Instagram. Follow the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. Give it a rate and I will talk to you guys in my next episode. Love you guys. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.